The following contains spoilers for recent Marvel productions. We do not claim to have knowledge of future spoilers, but will gladly take full credit if such come true. We will not address any leaks, but if our speculations align, it's purely coincidence. Welcome to Why Is with Ty and Dan, a Marvel podcast where we try to figure out just who and what is going on in this cinematic universe. My name is Tyler Borland, and with me always is Danny Vincent. That's right. I'm Danny Vincent. And this week we discuss the one time Marvel tried to rip off Pixar. That's right. We're talking about all the Marvel one-shot shorts. What are those? You'll find out. But first, we have a little bit of news. Yeah, so uh, the assembled... Uh, Eternals episode has dropped on Disney Plus. It is roughly, I think, 58 minutes. Um, when I checked earlier, I don't recall exactly. I'm interested in seeing that one. I, I'll be honest, I would have watched it already because I usually dedicated to that, but I think it dropped yesterday at the time of this recording. Oh, did I'm it? Gonna, yeah. I'm going to be very honest with you. I, I'm a little busy because I don't know if you heard. This will be Danny's fun side tangent of the week. It's good to get it out of the way now. Then later on, when we're actually talking about what we're supposed to talk about, uh, Arthur is ending on Monday, which means by the time this episode out, it will have ended yesterday. The hit PBS show, Arthur, which has been on since I was born, I believe. <laughs> so I've been watching, not not a lot of it, but yeah. they have a marathon of every single episode ever made streaming off of YouTube. Uh, and so when I've had some free time, I've been watching that and not watching anything else. Free time, free meal. Yeah, right. For Arthur, I saw the Binky episode. I don't even remember my play from college about the Binky song. I don't think. I don't think so. I started doing. Was that during? um, That was like shorts. Yeah, that was like the January of my senior year. Big Muddy. I did a play that was okay. I'll be honest. Okay, this will be the end of my side tangent. I promise. But yeah, so we were always taught in playwriting never to write a play with baggage air quotes which is just like pop culture references that people might not get in the audience because then they'll be confused however i wrote a really deeply personal play about like what i was going through at that time like emotionally Mm. yeah my idea was i was like uh i don't want to write another thing because i already wrote this and it's due tomorrow but what i'll do instead is i'll integrate this dumb subplot where they're obsessing over this song from Arthur called the Binky song. And then I'll blare the Binky song at the end of it. And everyone will just be distracted by like, I didn't get it because of the baggage. I'll be like, great. Then you don't know what this is actually about. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) (laughs) But so I turned on the Arthur marathon and the episode with the Binky song was on. I was like, this is amazing. Mark Young and I, we blared the Binky song for two hours on our road trip. I, I can believe it. I can you, believe you, it. I've made yeah. you listen to Biggie song, haven't I? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. And I'll make you listen to it after this. I was like, yeah, now I'm regretting it's saying like, that you have All right. So, next thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this a thing? Okay. Anyways. We're going to get sued by the Binky. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, also, another assembled episode dropped. Um, assembled Hawkeye uh, dropped on Disney Plus, and Danny, you've seen that, right? 
Yeah, it's it's fine. I, I feel like these assembled episodes are only going to be as good as you like the movie. To me, the only really great mm. one they've done is Shang-Chi. And I like the WandaVision one, but not because of like how it addressed the whole show. I liked it just because of how it... um. It dedicated like 20 minutes to the live filming of the first episode. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. But like besides those two, none of these have really been fascinating. My favorite part of the Avengers Assembled, the Avengers, um, the Assembled Hawkeye one is when we talk about the musical for a bit. And then we cut to Jeremy Renner going like, you know, a lot of us on set have a lot of musical talent. And I just started thinking about Jeremy Renner's like really bad pop song that was in the Jeep commercials. Wait, what? You don't know about this? Oh, no. Man. Oh, man. We got to have Sarah back on to talk about the Jeremy Renner Apple Plus. Because uh, that was the summer of Jeremy Renner, where Jeremy Renner was just an embarrassment to society, uh, where he had his app, and he was also the spokesperson for Jeep, a.k.a. who is getting Jeep paying him to make bad music. <laughs> oh, and Taika Waititi's in like, the music video of one of the songs. Yeah, and it's really obvious he just filmed it on set of like Infinity, not on Endgame, when like Korg was there with Renner, <laughs> and he just yeah. wears dumb costumes. I don't know. It's funny. You should check it out, but not really. <laughs> the Biggie song is better than well, what's better, the Biggie song or Jimmy Renner's musical career? Anyway, I think the Biggie song. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Hawkeye special, it's whatever. Also, Denorfio, it types up on like the description that will have a lot about Denorfio. He's in it for like a minute. He's like, it was an honor to be asked back to play this character. Okay, cool. Although I will say, they do point out what I pointed out to you when we talked about the last episode. Where it's like, he's like, it was cool to wear the Hawaiian shirt that's from the, directly from the comics. Where you were like, I remember you being like, I can't believe they they came up with this weird Hawaiian shirt look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was uh, I was very much unaware of of that. I was like, where the heck did that come from? Why did they think that was a good idea? And then you were like, uh. Well, here's this, and you showed me a picture of it, and I'm like, oh, well, awesome. That's like, that's like, that's actually nice a really awesome cup. thing. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. It's fine. If you like Talkout, you probably like it. Um, but, oh, and the other really cool part of it is, you know, that action scene I really like in Hawkeye? Yeah. Uh, uh, they revealed the rig that they filmed it on, and I think that's really cool. It's kind of like, oh, they that's show cool. The, they show the bus fight in Shang-Chi and the BTS. I think these camera rigs are neat. Yeah. Um uh didn't you say they spent like it was twelve yeah, minutes on the, musical? on the musical? I lover. can't believe that. I I told that to I told Felicia about that. And uh she was like, Really? Do they are they that proud of it? And I was like, I guess so, because they released it on YouTube. But here's the thing Hawkeye was like the audience surrogate in that scene because because <laughs> quite honestly, I don't know, I was like this is this is horrible. Like, why are but they doing I think, this? I, I get why and, they're proud of it in the sense, just because they've never done anything like that before. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, but I mean, like, I can. I just I really want. I don't I can, know why, but to me, I I've really said, and I I didn't go this extreme, but if I could talk to anyone involved with Hawkeye, and I had to ask a question about that, I'd be like, can you please explain to me? Why this this Avengers musical has the Act One finale or like this huge dance number being sung by two random citizens as the main singers? Because like I get that you want to again, I get you want to make a bad musical. That's funny, whatever. But this conceptually does not make sense as a show <laughs> that yeah. your main singers yeah. would just be these people <laughs> that are. <clears throat> yeah, 
Anyway. I, my thing is, is to your point about, I, well, they're happy because they've never done anything like that before. I can make a pizza out of Play-Doh okay, and cook it in the insult, oven. You can insult and, the music, and but the choreo it. is good. I think the choreo in that number is fine. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... Look, compared to some other uh, choreo I've seen... Yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 no. musical. What? <laughs> <laughs> I anyway, liked, let's move I on. I liked La La Land when I saw it in theaters. I actually like La La Land, time. too. I, yeah. I like La La Land as well. I was just making a joke because uh, some of our friends from college, names I won't say on this podcast, but I do respect their opinions. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, them telling me they walked out of La La Land after 30 minutes because all the dancing was just like a Target commercial. And I was like, oh, I guess I can kind of get that coming from some yeah. musical theater majors. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> the cool stuff in La La Land is the camera, not the dancing itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was more into the the story and yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, the story's good too. I was just saying, like, yeah. Anyway, yeah, not a lamp podcast, <laughs> not yet. Anyways, okay. So, um, our next little bit of uh, news. Now I see why we split the news off from our main episode. Oh, well, we're, I was gonna. Yeah, I, I don't know anything to say about this next point. I don't have anything to say. Really. Okay, so. Uh, there was the, in case you've missed it, um, if you've been on YouTube or the internet in general, you probably haven't, um, But or if you watched the Super Bowl, but uh, the Doctor Strange 2 trailer and um, the Moon Knight Super Bowl uh, trailer have dropped, and uh, they were during the Super Bowl. Yeah, obviously, the Super Bowl trailer. All right, they look good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's nothing really okay, to break. So yeah, the uh, the Moon Knight Super Bowl uh, trailer, I liked it. Um, it got me more excited for for Moon Knight. Um, and the Doctor Strange two, that's where one I'm was wrong. pretty good. Was really good. I think it actually. I've been more excited for Thor: Love and Thunder than this, and I'm a lot more excited now. The main reason the Doctor Strange 2 trailer excites me is that you can tell that Raimi's allowed to actually play with the camera and the lighting, which was yeah. you know our biggest fear. And I don't really think the te- first teaser really had much of that. Whereas this like has some really wacky zooms and camera flips. It's like, oh, great. Sam Raimi's doing his thing. Uh, yeah. And that's my basic Definitely. takeaway from that. Because we can yeah. talk, we can speculate about stuff from the trailer, but let's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, we yep. don't need to. Uh, but the actual winner of the Super Bowl, I'll just say very quickly... Uh, commercial wise for movies was Jordan Peele's Nope, I'm so hyped. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, look, I, I love Get Out, really loved us. Nope, looks great. Bring it on, anyway. So, our final bit of news is let me tell you, Tyler, I don't know if you saw, but the Chippendale Rescue Rangers trailer came out, and Okay, I'm gonna take a uh, a lesson out of Jordan Peele's filmography and say nope, and we're gonna move on now. Okay, okay. <laughs> so let's get to our main idea what this uh, what this whole episode is about. Yeah, uh, well, we're gonna talk about the Marvel one shots, which was a, well, you know, you have lists in here. What are these later after the general thoughts? So I'll explain that. After our general thoughts, but they were just recently put up on Disney Plus. And that's why we're talking about them. Yeah, because I I do realize that like 
There are, we may have listeners that are just now joining the MCU and haven't yeah. caught these, you know. Yeah. Um, well, so, we'll explain so, after yeah. you have a general yeah. thought. After general thoughts. Okay. You first? I think these have, yeah, I was clearing my thoughts. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> me first, daddy. <laughs> um, uh, I think these have aged really well for the most part. Um, aside from some obvious continuity clashes of a few of them, uh, they hold together especially the older the content, um, these add flavor to the universe and allow us to have like this front seat view of characters that in the usual case um, do not necessarily get this type of play in the movies. Um, In fact, I think the four minute one shots are some of the tightest scenes of phase one. And I wish Marvel would have continued with these at the beginning of each MCU film, similar to uh, Pixar's usually short, uh, usual short that plays before each of their films, you know, back when they release Pixar films in movie theaters. Come on, the deep cut that you, you just gutted me <laughs> going to see Turning Red in two weeks and all. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> what was uh, I do want to say, um, I want to point this out now is that these were released on home video, not in theaters, even though yes. it would have been cool if they were. And yep. but I, the reason I'm bringing it up is I feel like the best part of Thor The Dark World would have been Agent Carter. <laughs> Very easily the best part would have been getting to watch Agent the Carter. The best 15 minutes of Thor The Dark World was the Agent Carter one shot. Uh, I think these are very interesting pieces of MCU history. Um, I kind of get why they've been left behind, especially now that they have Disney+. Plus. Uh, but I also think that my main viewpoint on discussing this will be why were these made? Because I think that each of these have a very concrete reason on why they were like, why this story was chosen mm-hmm. uh, up, up until the team Thor ones, which exists for an entirely different reason, uh, which also makes sense, but I'll get to those when we talk about those. Uh, but yeah, I think why were these made is a good way to look at these. Because they are more, to me, they're more interesting pieces of MCU history than they are actual good short films. I think yeah. I only like one of the one shots that isn't a Team Thor one, personally. Like, mm. let me rephrase. There's two of them that I think are solid, but like they're whatever. And then there's one that's good. And then there's the Team Thor ones, which are in kind of their own thing, which we'll talk yeah. about. But yeah. anyway, what are the Marvel one shots? These were an initiative to try to put content basically on the home video releases for reasons for you to buy them uh that would fill in the gaps on some mcu stuff they were on the uh on the blu-rays um yes. exclusively because um at the time when these came with out, the exception of one they, of these, which we'll talk about one yeah, of these was not yeah when when they came out um the like they were still releasing them on dvd and then also with blu-ray so the blu-ray of course cost more so there and you have other special features there. So it was yeah, like Danny said, it was it was an incentive to upgrade it's, quotes to that. Also know. quotes on incentive, because I don't think any of these are a good reason to particularly buy it for. I, I wouldn't say any of these are worth buying something for personally. Not one of them. Even the best one is not worth buying it for. Especially because yeah. if you consider yeah. that like I'm pretty sure the best one hold on. Let me count this out. Yeah, that would have been a yeah. So the best one of these would have been on Thor: The Dark World, which, again, not really worth buying it for. <laughs> so anyway, uh, all right. So we're gonna dig into each of these. 
I have a one or two at a time. Uh, we're going to start with two at a time with both the consultant and a funny thing happened on the way the force hammer. These are both centered around Agent Coulson. They're both remarkably short. Uh, yeah, four minutes uh, each. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and they both exist for similar yet different reasons. So let's mm. talk about the consultant first. Yeah, uh, so uh, this one... Uh, so at the end of the Incredible Hulk film, which is a film that I forget about quite often. Um, so at the end of the Incredible Hulk film, they had... Um, it wasn't even the post credit, but it was like it was still in the movie proper. Um, Tony Stark walks into a bar where um, Secretary of State General Thunderbolt, General Thaddeus, Thaddeus, Ross, Thaddeus Thunderbolt, William Thunderbolt, Hurt, William yeah. Hurt as General William Thaddeus Hurt. Thunderbolt. Ross. Yes, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I think it's just What's a whole bunch of titles that I threw in there, but yeah. So, anyways, he's sitting at the bar course and he's uh drinking and uh, this is after so so many months after um the harlem incident with hulk and abomination and uh tony stark walks in to the bar and he's like hey you should uh we need to talk basically he's like we need to talk about um your green problem the hulk and we're putting together a team um and it's said at the end of Iron Man 2 that Tony Stark is uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't want him to join them, but they want him to be a consultant um, for the time. And so that's uh, that's what the title of this one shot is. And this was released. To. Yeah, this was released with Thor on DVD. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Thor. Yep. Um, so I t- I take it this. The setting is is uh, so like it's like a diner. The, I think on the yeah, it's it's at a diner, and I take it as like I don't know. I get the vibe that this is after Thor. Like this is like immediately after Thor the movie. Um, although um, I think like the official timeline has it somewhere in the middle of just off by itself so um but anyways what uh yeah so what is the purpose of this is what i want to say why was this one made? yeah the reason so this, this oh sorry mm-hmm. i was gonna oh, say sorry, it wasn't you were asking. no 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 yeah no, you're no, I, I, good. so the reason this one was made was because people <laughs> correctly well so at this point this uh obviously this is uh well, even when Thor came out in theaters, it was May 2011. By that point, Joss Whedon had already written the script and filming was about to begin on Avengers. Thus, at this point, they knew that Hulk wasn't already going to be on the team. They knew Hulk was going to have to be recruited in the movie. However, they have this post credit scene that implies that Tony is already uh, recruiting uh, for the team. For, already recruiting for the team, and the Hulk's already going to be on the team by the time the movie begins. So, like, all right. How do we fix this? How do we retcon this? So that way this scene makes sense. And they're like, oh, let's just have it be like a personal, pur- a purposeful act of sabotage against abomination. That's how we're going to wave away that post credit scene. Uh, yeah. Is this entirely successful at that? I would say no. I would say no. it's very obvious that they're writing around an already filmed scene. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's very choppy. Yeah. Uh I think Yeah, I just think it's a little uh, I don't really like this. 
much at all. Uh, I, think, I think this is uh, terrible. <laughs> I think this is not an. In- this is homework. That's what this is. This is like think, a homework assignment that you have to watch. I think. I think <laughs> the best. The best part of this one shot is the. Um, it's the witty banter between the two agents at the beginning of at the top of the one shot of them. It's more of it's how like the pacing of their dialogue, um, the direction it was done good on that part. You know, I, it felt to me off of each other. It feels to me very like network TV, which I guess precursor to agents of shield in a sense, but like, yeah, uh, it feels very just network TV, very like procedural. Like we have to have this dialogue here for this to work. I don't know. I don't like it. Sorry. I'm just gonna be very honest. Like, I, yeah, this is like a bottom tier Marvel MCU thing to me. Uh, really just like a rough watch to me <laughs> all the way uh yeah it's somehow three minutes long and yet feels so boring <laughs> <laughs> that's just me though um the next one a funny thing happened on the way to thor's hammer um so this one do you ever want to see agent colson pretend to be trendy from the matrix well here you go oh that's true uh-huh. yeah this one is uh it's set Right. On the way to Thor's hammer. Sorry, that is what it said when he's on the way to Thor's hammer. I mean, yes, but what I'm saying is like, sorry, it is after it's after the moment in Iron Man two. Yeah, uh, when Coulson talks to uh, Tony and Tony's creating the element, the new element, and um, he says that he's got to head out, head out uh, west or head out to New Mexico or whatever. Um, so that is basically. You know, uh, when this is set um, and it's yes, like Danny pointed out, Coulson's on his way to Thor's hammer. He stops for gas, a funny thing, at a gas station. And then <laughs> and then the biggest, the most pivotal question of all of phase one content. Do I get the chocolate or the frosted donuts? And, and so that I mean, so which would question. you choose? Which which would you choose, Danny? Well, if I'm driving, I pick the chocolate one because the frost is going to get really gross everywhere. Yeah, it's going to get everywhere, yeah. and it's a rental car. He does point point oh. that out. Uh, yeah. Um, it's for what it is. I mean, I I like how it doesn't. For me, this one doesn't drag. There, like this one's an improvement. Uh, it moves between each of its beats. It's I would, that's what I mean about uh it being pretty tight. I like would still say to me, it feels just kind pacing. of like, it's just kind of stupid to me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, I also like, I don't know. I, I alluded to this to you before we recorded, but I don't really think Clark Gregg is really good when he's on his own in these types of mm. situations. Like he's good being like the cool and collected guy playing off of everyone else. But like when he's on his own, he's just being cool. He just kind of feels like a dork uh, to me. Uh, and this very particularly like, Frames him as cool action guy, which I never ever get from Clark Gregg as his vibe. He's like the bureaucrat who can get stuff done, even though obviously he's a field agent. You just don't, yeah, that vibe just always feels weird to me. Um, but my question, as I say, why was this made? Uh, you want do you have a theory on why this one was made? Because I think all these have a clear intent, not clear, but an intent behind them. I think the consultants was very obvious, I didn't ask you. So I want to ask yeah. you on this one, what do you think? Well, was, was this was. one, 
Was this, this one's one on Captain set... America's DVD? Go on. Is this one to set up the Agents of Shield? No, not yet. Show? No, not yet. Okay. I would say this is designed so that we actually get a scene of Coulson by himself before he dies in Avengers One. Mm, That's my theory yeah. on why this one was nice. Like, let's get them even more attached to Agent Coulson. Because I don't know if you remember when the main complaints when Avengers came out, I was like, you know, maybe someone be this all being about like some random agent only half of them really know seems a little forced. That was like a big complaint at the time with Avengers one for people who were just looking for reasons to complain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, so I feel like this was designed to be like, all right, let's try to curb that a little bit, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And that that's my theory on why this one was made uh, personally. But yeah. 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 I could. I could buy that one. It also clears up a little bit of uh, fog on the MCU timeline, like as to when like Iron Man two and Thor sort of ov- overlap. Yeah, and then um, when the funny yeah. thing happens, right? Yeah, and then the funny thing happens where yeah. Flower flies across the gas station. So in slow motion, yeah. in <laughs> slow motion, yeah. Um, hey, if your short's three minutes long, you need slow motion to make it three minutes long. Maybe you needed a bit more of a story. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, are you are you ready to move on? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, definitely. so item, <laughs> yeah, item forty seven um, is honestly item forty seven. This is probably the most standalone of any plays. Of this, I'd say, yeah, because it's it's dealing with the um, the ground level aftermath of the Battle of New York um, as seen in Avengers 2012. Um, And it also, we get the uh, sense of there are darker elements at play in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, With the neutralize, yeah, find find the targets and neutralize them. Well, Um, I would say, because I think you're implying that there's Hydra foreshadowing in that aspect. I, yeah. I would say I agree somewhat, but I think we already got that though in Avengers. Remember when they're like, when they're like, look at this uh, secret weapons program, you know? Like, yeah. So I think yeah. at the time you wouldn't necessarily recognize it as like, well, obviously the hydro choice was a big deal, but I wouldn't necessarily say that was the intent behind this. Even though when I ask you why this was made, it is somewhat my reason for the intent behind it, but. Uh, yeah, I I think this one is uh it's for Agents of Shield. It's uh, well, I don't know. I think this one is interesting because it's probably the only time in anything in the MCU where we actually get to see like people. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, is obviously in all the other narratives of people, they're gonna run into superheroes because it's a superhero story. This is a story that never includes the superheroes; just includes the government. So this to me is what I kind of wished all the one shots were. Um, yeah, I get why they're not because um, I think this would be hard to do every time. I think actually every time, yeah, yeah. I think I've always thought that, although I'm sure when it happened under uh, the Disney Plus thing where they all have to be big, I always think like a damage control show would be cool. And if you wanted to like give that to like Randall Park and Cat Dennings and the uh, the Succession guy who pops up in No Way Home, uh, yeah, I'd be down to watch a show like that because I think that's interesting to see like people deal with what life is in a superhero world. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that would be an interesting show because uh, in um, 
in No Way Home, they were very like they were a lot more. I don't want to say authoritarian with what they were doing, but damage control was a lot more like a response team rather than a cleanup team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Recovery team. Yeah. yeah. And I like, um, uh, I like the issue I have with this one is actually not that it's, I feel like it's very underdeveloped, especially when you have Lizzie Kaplan here, who is a great actress, mm, uh, yeah. given absolutely nothing to do in the entire Marvel cinematic universe. Um, I mean, it's a little, it's fun. Um, I'd say, yeah, yeah, it's it's a fun little venture. Titus Wellover shows up too. Always nice to see. And he does show up in Agents of Shield. Well, he's only one of these characters who pops mm. up in Agents of Shield. Gotcha. Yeah. Um uh, I th- I think I've got everything. Oh, well, I never said why I thought it was made. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. I think this one was made again. This was on the Avengers DVD, which came out in around November or October of twenty twelve, which means at this point, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier's story was probably broken. You know what I mean? Like they were already working on the screenplay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think they were, at that, I think probably it was conceptualized pretty early, the Hydra twist. And so they were like, all right, mm-hmm. let's try to get a character in this short. And maybe this, this might've happened afterward. Maybe they were just like, let's get a character who's going to be replacing a Colesman and then quickly realize while well, watch writing winter soldier. Like we just kind of want to drop shield. And they're like, all right, well let's use this character. I think this short exists to set up sit well as a character you somewhat know, so that way when he is the named agent who betrays his Hydra in Winter Soldier, you care somewhat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think yeah. that's really my whole point. I don't know if this was concept- that idea was conceptualized in the writing of Winter Soldier after this short was done, or if this short was written at the same time the script for Winter Soldier was, because I don't know what the timelines are on those. Gotcha. So That makes sense. Um, then our fourth one is Agent Carter. Um, so... This one is, it says that it's set in 1946. Um, and, uh, agent is pretty, pretty much, it picks up at the, uh, at the SSR. I forget. It's something strategic reserve. Yeah. Um, strategic science reserve or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it picks, it picks up, um, with the SSR with, and uh, basically Bradley Whitford's uh, character now famous for his role in what if as replacement Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, uh, so I, Peggy Carter. Uh, yeah. So Peggy Carter is working at the SSR and she's basically being benched um, for going out on any operations. Um, and she's doing, being made to do a lot of clerical work while the the guys go out um and answer all of the missions and while she's working uh working late one night and uh she while everybody else goes out for for drinks and she takes a phone call um about the zodiac and uh so then she goes out Ted Cruz and Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Did you say Ted Cruz? Yeah, he's a zodiac killer. Come on, this is an old but Chuck Oh Jones. yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, so, uh, so, <laughs> I, I just I just a, Agent Carter's like, hello? And then and then Ted Cruz is like, Yeah, you gotta like, <laughs> I, I just Tyler's Ted Cruz impression. 
great. <laughs> Incredible. Dexter's impression. It's not that great, but also, is he? <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> um, anyways, so, um, uh, so, anyways, uh, she takes a a call for a mission and then she goes out and uh, by herself. So Peggy goes off on this mission by herself, successfully completes it, comes back. Um, and then the next day, uh, she's staring at Steve's picture again. And then there's a phone call from Howard Stark and he's like, Hey, yo, Peggy come work for shield. And that's, I mean, that's, that's it. Um, I really like the ending of this one. Yeah, where it says, I, I, join us next time for Winter Soldier. Sorry, it does say that. After does the it say hours. that? Yeah, at the very, does I let it? Oh. let it play because I was doing something on my computer like during the credits. Yeah. And it, at the end, it was like, Steve Rogers will return in Winter Soldier. So, but anyway, that's not uh, really relevant to the short. Sorry. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's good. Um so yeah, that's that's pretty much what Agent Carter did, and I think this one was it a tester. I gotta imagine it's like a Agent yeah. I Carter think it's a, da- a backdoor pilot. Season one, what some might call it, a backdoor pilot. Yeah, yeah. This feels like it just exists as a backdoor pilot for the show. I think it's moderately entertaining. You know, like I can't be like this was so bad because it's not bad. It's just yeah, whatever. Uh, so to me, it's just like. I don't know. I can't really say much about it. It it kind of just mm-hmm. is. It's got some good action in it. Uh, so I'd say it still does feel a little ABC quality in the dialogue. But that's fine because it's a, kind of a backdoor pilot for an ABC show. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, the the one question is because the Agent, Agent Carter show had two seasons. Um, and the question is like, how does this fit chronologically with the Agent Carter show? Oh. And the, the main ah, answer is <laughs> the main answer is uh, kind of not really um, because the first season of Agent Carter is set in 1946. This is set in 1946. And then the second season of Agent Carter is set in 1947. But in the second season of Agent Carter, I don't believe I've not seen either seasons, but I don't believe that she is part of shield yet. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I've it's, it's almost like, do you make the one shot canon or do you make the two seasons canon uh, head canon or whatever? Cause there's not been anything officially said by Marvel. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, pretty much how it how it fits doesn't fit um in with the regular show so um moving on to oh. our next one which was or are you done i think i'm done i don't know i was gonna be like oh and then i was like i don't know I, I the thing about these one shots is they are kind of just what they are on the tin you know There's yeah nothing really yeah. like to break down in them because they just yeah. are the next one is All Hail the King, which to me is the last of the good ones. Uh well of these quality ones. It's the last of the one shots. That's how I word it. Yeah, uh, technically. Yeah. Yeah. The rest uh, the rest. I think is, Team Four yeah. is an and we'll get to it when we talk about it. I think Team Four is kind of a different beast than the rest of these. Uh in a lot of ways. 
Uh, but we'll get to that when we talk about things more. Uh, Honor of the King exists uh, very clearly. This movie is not even a question. It exists to remind people that the Ten Rings exists from Iron Man 1. And also give you some more of that great Trevor Slattery. Uh, a lot of fun. I mean, this is, I would agree this is the best of the OG one shots. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, it doesn't really tell a story, but it's okay. It's just tra- kind of Trevor bidding, like doing bits for 10 minutes. My favorite joke in it is a background joke where it reveals that he was third in a production of King Lear that proudly got three and a half stars. <laughs> that, that really cracks me up. That like they're like three and a half stars. They put it on the poster. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's funny. Like really, this that's this is just a really fun time. Ben Kingsley, of course, as um Trevor, as Trevor, he has. I like so him better. Many... I actually like him better here than he's in Chunky. A lot fun. Yeah, he's he has so many like just quirks that he brings to the character. Um, uh, yeah. And it's, it's just, you realize this guy, like he never stops acting. Acting is his life really, you know? Um, he's always constantly like flipping through trying different characters, different, different, uh, yeah. Trying different alleys. Yeah. Yeah. I I just really appreciate, uh, Kingsley's work. Yeah, and I also like that, um, although, well, Scoot McNary is in this, and Scoot McNary is a really good character actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes, you know, I like with Lizzie Kaplan, I was like, what a waste of her. But I actually think this is a decent use of Scoot McNary. I kind of wished he, they really played into the continuity and had him pop up in Shang-Chi. But I also, I'm not like, man, Shang-Chi sucked because, <laughs> because you couldn't fit in Scoot McNary. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, uh, he does a fun job with this little part, uh, but really the meat of this short is just Trevor being interviewed and saying dumb stuff that's really entertaining to listen to. I do think the action is poorly directed, but I I don't care. You know what I mean? Like it's like whatever. Yeah, such a like who cares type of thing. Which yeah. prison was Ant Man at? It wasn't Seagate, right? I know that like Luke Cage. <sighs> Was that Seagate? But Tyler is asking me a question that uh, I would not know unless I looked it up. But Tyler is also aware right now, the listeners might not be, that I cannot access Google at the moment. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, sure. My bad. Um, yeah. yeah. So, definitely. Um, yeah. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> look that up. Where was Ant-Man prison? Oh, he was at San Quentin State yeah, Prison. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be here. I do think it's weird yep. that Sam... I I get it for the bit, but Sam Rockwell being here is just kind of like, okay, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the Sam Rockwell stuff in the uh, proper, like what we get in the proper. I think it's it's... Wait, no, we don't actually get that in the proper. It's at the very end, isn't it? Is it all the same? Yeah, it's a it's Rock a mid stuff. Scene. It's a mid credit uh, scene at the yeah, and then yeah. in the post credits they have a little extra bit with them. Like yeah, I the like the mid. I like. We'll get there, but yeah. Um, I think it's like again, 
And these one shots don't really allow much to talk about. I feel like, but yeah, yeah. Um, this this one's pretty good. Um, it's my favorite. I will say that if it is of the normal one shots, if it's canon, um, I would say that it almost like it's supposed to happen six months after the ending of Iron Man three, but I would almost think that. You'd have to move it. Why? Because of Shang Chi. Why? I don't know. You gotta be snapped. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. And before but, you say, uh, once you mention that, I would point out. I don't think he would know if he was snapped. <laughs> I don't think he'd recognize that it happened. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, "Wow, that was weird." Anyway. <laughs> That's a very. Uh, I honestly, I don't think he would try to escape if. If like all the guards were snapped, you know, yeah, and like, if he even had the opportunity, I don't, I don't think he would. But anyways, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, pretty solid. Um, it's fifteen minutes long. Uh, so then we've got Team Thor Part One, um, Part Two, and Team Daryl. All right, so and Team Daryl. Yep, I gotta say, Tyler, I, I, this I'm a little. I want to get this. Do you not like these because they're non-canon? Because they are non-canon. You realize that. Like, they, these are not trying to be canon. Yeah, yeah, okay. these are not. Um, the reason I don't like them is because they're very clearly marketing. And while, like, they're, they feel like pure marketing, and while I can appreciate, like, what Hemsworth does with it. I don't feel like they feel like marketing at all, but I think it might be because I know... Type. So, if you... So, Team 4 Part 1 exists... The other ones exist because of the response to Team 4 Part 1. But Team yeah. 4 Part 1 exists because at Comic-Con 2016, Thor Ragnarok had just begun filming. So they didn't really have much to show. So what Taika did was, was like, you know, my last movie, which is actually pretty popular with the geek crowd, which came out in 2015, What We Do in the Shadows, is a mockumentary. So I'm going to make a mockumentary with Thor so people can see my sense of humor with Thor. So that's why Team 4 Part 1 exists. And the response to that at Comic-Con was huge and like how funny it was. Because this mm-hmm. is really the first time Hemsworth, outside of the Avengers movies, and even the Avengers movies, he doesn't get to anchor his jokes. Like, he's funny because he's out of place. This is like very yeah. much, we're going to, the first time, you, Team 4 Part 1 at least, it's the first time you see Chris Hemsworth with, work with Taika Waititi's sense of humor. Um, and I think also, and I, I might ask you when we cover them, when we do our Taika episode, after you see what we do in the shadows, I think these shorts work much better because it's very much Taika taking that format and just putting it on Thor. Yeah. Because uh, I think all three of these are the best. Easily. Mainly because mm. I think Taika Waititi is a better writer and director than anyone else making these movies. Like, these shorts. Like, I think these have great comedic timing. I get that they exist as marketing. Uh, Team Daryl doesn't. Team Daryl does not exist as marketing. Team Daryl's all DVD bonus feature for Thor Ragnarok. Um, yeah. Uh, it exists because of the positive reaction to Team 4 Part 1 and 2. I will say with Team 4 Part 2, interestingly enough, this is actually the... All these are ones I'd seen before. Uh, these are really hard. To, before they were on Disney+, Plus. all these are really hard to track down. Mm-hmm. You can find them on various websites if you look for them, with the exception of Team 4 Part 2. I think I saw them the first time. I saw Team Daryl on the Thor Ragnarok um, Blu-ray, but I saw the Team Thor Part One and Part Two um, on uh, YouTube. 
Part one they, was released. They were all pulled. They were all pulled. Um, eventually. So by Disney. If I remember right. Part one was pulled officially. Part one was put officially on YouTube because it was meant to be like a first look at like Ragnarok's humor style. Yeah. Um, but Team Four Part Two, if I remember right, when I looked it up, because I think I watched them all right before Ragnarok came out. Um, I could find Team Four Part One pretty easy, but Part Two only had on YouTube a scene where they talk about bikes. So I always thought it was just like a 30 minutes, 30 second long thing. And I was like, well, this is dumb. Why didn't they just make a whole new one? So when I was watching this, it was like five minutes. I was like, oh, they did make a whole new one. Uh, so actually, <laughs> probably Team 4 Part 2 is my biggest enjoyment of all this collection just because it was something I hadn't seen. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. Uh, I like all three of these. I think they're really fun. I think it's fun to see Taika transplant his style of mockumentary to Thor. Uh, I do think the Grandmaster one is weak. I did have a funny thought during Team Daryl with the melty stick when they show like the melted band member. And I was like, that's the entire budget right there. The melt, the melted yeah. band member on yeah. the ground is the entire <laughs> budget of this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I like them. Sorry. <laughs> Cancel. No, no it's, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess like with me is I'm like, I want more. I want more of the universe. I want more like building of that universe and enriching it, even how minimal it may be. See, to me, you I'm know, just like Taika but, Waititi thing. Yes. Give me 15 right? <laughs> extra minutes of Taika Waititi directing something for this. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are the one shots. Um, what about score wise? Do you have like a? They're fine. Score's yeah. okay. Whatever. Like I think, like, I was like, their score. I think score wise, my favorite of them is the All Hail the King score. Yeah, it's a nice, solid little like reference thing. I feel like you know, like it feels very like, and it's obviously intending for that reference with like the title card, like including the copyright date and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like I don't know. I. Again, I was like with these one shots. I don't think there's much to talk about uh, other than like, yeah. recapping them. But also, like the score, definitely. I don't think there's anything to talk about. Yeah, today. I'm like, oh yeah, there was a score, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so then there's the post credits, which there were three. So all hail the Only king had good. <laughs> <laughs> all hail the king had a mid credits and post credits, which was Justin Hammer, um, at Seagate. I think the mid credits works. I think the post credits, um, I don't know. Like it's. I, I think maybe I kind of checked works. out, you know, by the yeah. time of the post. Yeah, like exactly. The credits. But I was like, oh, cool. Sam Rockwell. Always good to see him. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he's the, the, the agent, the agent <laughs> Carter post credits is uh dumb, dumb Dugan and Howard Stark are. Uh, so Howard Stark is like lounging in his backyard and then uh, Dum Dum Dugan is standing by him, and they're both like staring at the camera. And Dum Dum Dugan is like bikinis. And then there's a, and then we flip to see what's on the other side of the camera. And there's this woman standing there in a bikini, which at that time would have been like that would have been you know all that would have been a new thing, you know, uh, a two piece rather than a one piece swimsuit for women. Um, and I, I like Dum Dum Dugan's response here 
Like where he's like bikinis. Um, I don't know. I really like I like how short it is. Um Yeah. I I enjoy that that post credits. To me it's kinda like, oh ha ha ha, we want to get uh Neil McDonough on set or how you pronounce his name. Yeah, Neil Mc- McDonough. Yeah, Star of Paul yeah. Bart Mall Cop too. Uh so like he's in it. I've seen it. I saw Paul Bart Mall Cop too I've not on opening seen night. It. I tried to avoid watching the first one, so... Uh, I had a really <laughs> dumb bit. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, okay. They're like, please don't. <laughs> we, don't <laughs> we don't need that. Uh, and then item 47 is just Lizzie Kaplan playing around in the chair. Good for Lizzie yeah. Kaplan. Secure that bag. Uh, whatever. <laughs> like, really, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, now we'll go to our Why Is Awards, starting with our first category... MVP. Mine's Chris Hemsworth. I think uh, the Team Thor shorts are. Um, I, I like them a lot. Uh, I do think the Daryl one is a step. The one with just the Grandmaster is a step down significantly. It's fun yeah. to see Chris Hemsworth play the role he does, and I really do just like the dumb joke of. I think it's a really great joke that like they wouldn't invite me over for civil war. <laughs> Like it's just no one like wants to talk. I think it's a really funny joke, and I like the way yeah. he uses yeah. both of them all use them. Uh, and I think Hemsworth sells it really well. He does. He does. Uh, my MVP is Ben Kingsley. He's great. Um, like I can't yeah. argue against Ben Kingsley. He's, he's fantastic. Um, and I, I was so I jumped up and down in my seat at the movie theater when I saw that he was in Shang Chi. Um, so. Yeah, I just absolutely enjoy this character. Um, Give him a Disney Plus show. He can yeah. be. How about he's in the Agatha show and he just hangs out with. Uh, he hangs out with Ralph Boner the entire time. I mean, I did have that pitch quite a long while ago. With Trevor and Boner, Slattery and Boner, where where uh, it was uh, it was Ralph and uh, Matt Damon. That they that they are uh, trying to find work on Broadway. In, and Trevor uh, joins in them in a three person show. And maybe show. Trevor joins them. Yeah, <laughs> they do a three person show on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch it, but it's anyways, like, we, we, as long producer, as it's not a it's musical, just, it's literally no. It's literally just the producers in the MCU, but they just so happen to hire those three bad actors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Magic <laughs> Ralph Boner, and Trevor Slattery. <laughs> 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 um so uh so yeah that's that's my mvp has been kingsley uh favorite uh episode uh favorite yeah. short my favorite short. one shot is team yes. Four part one uh because i also think interestingly enough i would say the one of these that had the most impact on the mcu is probably team four part one uh because it really did bring taika into the mcu his voice in the mcu Mm. Even if it is non-canon, uh, in the rapturous response to it at the Comic Con debut, really was the first thing they got people on board for Ragnarok. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Uh, my favorite one is uh, you can probably guess it's all hail the king. It's good. Um, it's probably my second yep. favorite. So it's, it's it's pretty pretty solid. And uh, yeah, uh, what about the worst uh, short? It's the consultant, which I still don't think is really even a short. It is a rec. It is homework. That's how, how I refer to it. It is literally just like, okay, because you could say All Hail the King is homework as well, right? Like, 
you kind of need it to get why Trevor is in Shang-Chi. Kind of. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. fun to watch. The Good Sultan is just like so dull. It's the worst of these to me. Um, Mine is Team Thor Part 2. I felt like the comedy dropped on this one compared to Team Thor Part 1. I think Part um, 2 is very much kind of just made up of like deleted scenes. It feels like from Part 1. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it it honestly felt like yeah it felt like oh well this this did really well so let's do another one and it just kind of fell apart and then team daryl was like the continued com like combustion of that well but um, at least team daryl yeah. gives you like a new angle with it being grandmaster like that it does it does yeah yeah too uh, and I so, like I just like the visual gag of Daryl and Topaz's outfit. I think it's a great visual gag. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um I I do think I think like my favorite part from Team Thor is it part one where uh Thor meets uh Daryl at work and then he's like, So what are you doing later? And he's like, I'm working. And then he's like, What's that guy doing? And I mean, that might be in part he's two. He's working too. Uh is it? I'm not. I don't. I part don't one know. is the one that remember. has the Bruce Banner scene, and that's what I always think about from part one is the Bruce Banner. That, scene. Like, oh, sorry, really I'm getting scene. a phone call. Yeah, I, I yeah see, I, I like, I like the team Thor. Like, I like the the comedy in them. I I just, I don't know. I I get more watching. I th- I think I laugh consistently more watching like All Hail the King. What or if whatever. Team Thor? Yeah. What if that Thor variant pops up in Ragnarok and uh, Multiverse of Madness or in the future? There's just the Team Thor multiverse one where it's an even more slacker Thor character. You know, I I, <laughs> I did think about that. I was like, they could technically retcon <laughs> any of these one shots in and say that they happened in various. Yeah, I think the whatever. idea of seeing the yeah. multi the universe that it's like the office for Thor is pretty amusing. <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that show. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I'd watch it. So, um, so yeah, uh, that'll wrap up our episode for the Marvel one shots. Um, uh, yeah, you can we catch them one shot. Yeah, <laughs> you can catch them all, all on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, so um, convenient now. The, they they were really hard to track down. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, and the only the only way that I I think I saw them was someone. Before Disney took them down, um, someone had put them in a playlist together on YouTube. Just there was like some the, on Vimeo uh, oh, and Daily Motion, which are what I always refer to as less policed YouTube. Uh, mm. Yeah. So, do you remember? Do you remember the uh, WHIH news reels? No. Oh, those those were like a YouTube exclusive that are no longer. I know that they around. have a Daily Bugle them. TikTok exclusive now. What? Yeah. <sighs> We're gonna next week on why is we all get TikTok and try to watch these short films on TikTok. I'm kidding. We're not gonna do that. That sounds terrifying. And can we start making fun of TikTok like we did with Quibi? I mean, we can also continue well, making. I don't fun think we. I think too. we could, but I'd also argue that there's no way we could compare the success of the two of them to each other. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, but. Yeah, I don't like TikTok though. Either. I don't. Yeah, I don't like no. TikTok either. Anyway, you can listen to us on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> but I like YouTube Shorts. No, 
<laughs> so next week we will be talking about uh wait H-N- wait a second didn't we just watch a short film that leads directly into a tv show i mean kind of sort of we talked about it earlier with yeah chronologically yeah and then and you're then right. you're, you're right no, you're right, Danny. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we're going to uh, talk <laughs> I'm about right. it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm first. Uh, we're going to Who's talk on first? about... What's on second? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we're going to talk about Agent Carter Season 1, Part 1. Yes. Uh, yes, there is an unofficial split in the middle of the season. Because we're not going to uh, watch eight episodes in a week. Exactly. So, so it'll be Episodes 1 through 4, Agent Carter Season 1. Um, if you want to do some homework, it's on Disney Plus. We'll so, watch five for yeah. eight the following week, uh, and then we will hold on to season two for another time. We have a two week break, uh, you know, a break in our thing where we can fit it in. Uh, but yeah, Agent Carter, I've watched the pilot. I remember, and I've never seen any more of it. Uh, and the int- I want to clarify to listeners one important thing here. Wait. You're covering these old ABC shows. Does this mean you're going to cover the Netflix shows? Does this mean you're going to cover Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And my answer to that is no. I t- Maybe Tyler will reveal me on this someday, but I, I feel very comfortable saying no, we will never cover any of those on this. The reason we're covering Agent Carter very specifically is because even though it is listed as potential non-canon on Disney+, Plus, it is the only one of these shows that is produced by Kevin Feige. Look, I actually said his name right for once because this is serious. You did. I don't want to oh watch. My gosh. I don't want to watch. Oh my gosh. Avengers. I don't want to watch Agents of Shield. I don't want I people to go watch out, it. I gotta go outside and go. I know. Go see it's if terrifying. pigs are in the skies. I know. Yeah. It's terrifying. Okay. I I will probably appeal to try to appeal to you to watch Daredevil season one, two, and three. And Punisher season one. What I will least. say is if we ever do cover those, we're going to split them into three. Those seasons are way too long. But then also... We're if, gonna, when we cover those, we're if, splitting them into three. If we do Daredevil season two... No, I'm cool with splitting them. If we do Daredevil seasons two and three, we have to do Defenders. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm going to be very uh, honest just read the I've said this before. I feel like I would... After Daredevil season one, uh, I would want to try Jessica Jones season one again because I liked what I saw. I know you didn't, but I liked what I saw way back when it premiered. So I'd want to try that. But I would also say that any you of that coverage that the- is very far off because the next yeah. TV show we'd be covering to fill in would be Agent Carter season two anyway. So, yep. And uh, so who knows where these Netflix shows are going to pop up? Because they're exactly. expiring from Netflix soon. That actually is probably the news we should have opened with on this episode. That is probably the news we should have opened with. <laughs> so congratulations if you made it this far. Um, it's probably yeah. actually the biggest Marvel news of the week coming now that we're thinking about it. That is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And Charlie uh, Cox has been asked if uh, if he's going to be doing anything in the future. And he says, I want to, um, I think he said, it was like 10 days ago. Uh, he said, I want to, he said, and the biggest part is I want to do the collaborations. I so think it'd I be think, really funny if I was he's him. Had, you, you know what my answer would be if I was him? I would just be like, what? no, they just brought me back to grab a brick and I'm never appearing in a Marvel property again. I just leave it at that. Like make, I feel like that question is so like profoundly dumb for an interview to ask. Like, yeah. will you pop up in a Marvel thing again? 
no, they just, they literally just brought me back to do this. Like, no, of course he's going to show up in something else. Like, yeah, you know, he could he could have been like, I'm not in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. And just, he just like, takes over from Garfield. Did you see yeah. that also Ryan Reynolds gave it like a quote? Because he has a new Netflix movie coming out. And he was like, I don't know where these rumors of me being in Doctor Strange are coming from. I'm not in it. And everyone's just like, yeah, and Andrew Garfield's not in No Way Home. No one will ever yeah. be able to deny their yeah, own. No one yet. exactly. We we lost that trust. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, yeah. Andy. Go win an Thanks. Oscar now. Go do it, my boy. He's probably as old as I am. He's older. <laughs> He's older than yeah. you. He's like thirty eight. He? I know. I know. He's exactly looking it up because in his new movie. He's 29 going into 30, and I was like, tick, tick, boom. I was like, I wonder how old he actually is. And I was like, oh, he was 38. So. Well, then. You want to actually, you want to have me blow your mind right now. So I'm going to blow the minds of all of our listeners. Seth Rogen, I discovered this this week because I was looking up, as I was talking about earlier, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie has Seth Rogen in it. I looked up Seth Rogen's age. He is 39 years old. How? How is he 39? <laughs> that like makes no sense to me. Yeah, because it feels like he's like been 39 he's, since 2008. It feels like he should be 49. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good yeah. for him. Like, I mean, he sounds like he's 49. <laughs> <laughs> I when I saw him in the Chippendale, uh, <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> so hard i'm sorry the idea of seth rogan playing beowulf brilliant absolutely dumb brilliant comedic genius and then ending the trailer on a seth rogan laugh magnificent I can't, <laughs> this yeah. is better than mine <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, it's the thing that haunts my dreams um anyways speaking uh, of Speaking of Seth Rogen, we'd like to thank Joe for editing this episode. Who sounds nothing like Seth Rogen. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we said we needed to stop recording these things late. It's 9.50, but uh, we're right. getting to be old. Well, we can be done now. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. We'll watch Agent (laughs) Carter next week. Bye. Agent Carter for next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Why Is with Ty and Dan. We can be found on various podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and on our website, whyiswithtydan.buzzsprout.com. You can also contact us by email at whyiswithtydan at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at why is with Ty and one because I'm number one. You can also follow me, Danny Vincent, on Letterboxd at Blankments for reviews of movies, including those not in the MCU. So we'll see you next week. We'll catch you in the next one.